Welcome back to another episode of Mirrored Eyes. In class the other day, we had a substitute teacher. We were talking with her about how in life, most often, people are or will be mediocre. If you first hear this and try to envision someone telling you that you're mediocre, it sounds more like an insult than anything. But perhaps it's a compliment, depending on how you view the world. You know, glass half full, glass half empty. But as we continued to discuss, she explained how in life it's so difficult to do anything incredible or outstanding. So being mediocre is really saying that you are at a standard level and that most won't achieve much better. This can make you feel however you want. Maybe it makes you feel one of many who are all irrelevant. Maybe it gives you hope to try for something. And maybe it's something else completely different. Either way, I can relate to the first. I often find myself being another number in a planet of many millions in a galaxy of so many more. I feel so small that living often feels unnecessary. But that, but that is with the mindset of having to leave some kind of legacy, which lets me believe that the meaning of life is to live for you and only you. I mean, it feels pretty useless still because I don't believe in heaven, but it's about living the only chance you have, living the only chance at memory and emotion you get. It's about the now and you because it, your life is not for others. They might want you or love you or need you, but it's not so much about those people and what they get from from you. I mean, it's it's perfectly necessary to want to make an impact on people and society or the world, but the impact that's most important is the impact you make for yourself. This may be inspiring for someone, but my point is to share the thoughts on this subject that are going on through my mind, rushing around, bouncing off the corners, and running at other walls, I guess. This isn't to give hope, but to let my ideas not be trapped in my head. Everyone hopes to touch people, be known after they die, have a story worth sharing, but very few obtain this. After several branches in the family, you are most likely not heard of in a personal way, real way, or maybe at all. Love for yourself and not with the intent to make a mark. If the world is a whiteboard and the people are colorful markers who all want to make a mark, you get a whiteboard now colored black. All the colors mix and you no longer become an individual, but rather another part of a whole. A whole made up of many others who are all trying to stand out. And I don't say this to tell you not to help others, to inspire, to make change, or help please. Do all those things, please. But don't make it your life mission to stand out against everyone else. Be the best you, and if that isn't cheesy garbage, the cheesy garbage you want to hear, then you are with me on that, because I myself don't enjoy the cliches. But it helps me make a point, does it not? Anyway, this this one was scripted, which is a little off for me because I prefer to talk just on my own, make my script up as I go. Um, 
I'm wondering if it was cleaner or if it was more monotone and a little more boring. Uh, I hope to see you next week. Uh, And I'd like to say thank you for supporting me on my last podcast. Have a good night and see you next week, next Thursday on Mirrored Eyes. We're keeping this one short. Welcome back to another episode of Mirrored Eyes. Today I'm here with my first my first guest, my dog. The thing with once again to jump right into it as I tend to do. The thing with pets is they're really this is going to sound cheesy. They're really the key to happiness. Those of you who don't have pets are truly missing out. <laughs> I can promise you that because my dog Baji has gotten my entire family through a lot of our issues. I'm not the only one in my family who deals with these issues and we all support each other but more importantly we have our dog which can't tell anyone our secrets, which is the best therapist, best cuddler and best advocate at the end of the day. I've had Baji for like nine years now, eight years, and she's never stopped being able to make me smile. Hey Baji. And that's her just ignoring the phone because she just wants more attention and to be let out of my room, which I've just trapped her in. Now, this past week has been one of my hardest weeks on earth. Let's just go straight there. On Monday, I was kind of sick. I felt dizzy and gross. On Tuesday, I had a full-blown anxiety, depression, breakdown. I laid on my floor for probably two hours one hour spent crying so hard that I could not breathe and uh, almost passing out, almost vomiting. The other hour just trying to (laughs) like hold myself together enough to call someone. The thing with depression that's important is you need to be able to, when you're in these states, you need to be able to ask for help even though it feels like it's an impossible chore. You feel, you, or at least I feel that someone knows I'm in this crisis and they'll come to my rescue. I feel like the world should be aware of this and, and I'm expecting everyone to come to my, to my help without me even having to reach out and ask for help. But that's just not how it's going to go. So... You have to be able to work up enough energy, enough willpower, strength, whatever you want to call it, to ask for help. Because that, as cheesy as it is, is really the first step to to getting better. So, after laying on the floor for two hours, I finally called my sister. She calmed me down immediately because sometimes just hearing someone else's voice brings you back to reality. 
I later called my boyfriend and he came to my rescue basically, calmed me down, we watched movies and I guess really the most important thing is not being alone when when you're hurting. Now my goal is to be able to be able to be alone without needing someone. I don't mean this to sound like I'm needy, although I probably am very needy and my boyfriend Blue probably despises my guts for being so needy. I know he doesn't, but I'm a needy person because I always need to know that I'm not alone. And I know I'm not. Everyone tells me I've got a long list of people. And I'm sure whoever's listening to this, you do too. I obviously don't know who's listening to this and I'm sounding insane because I'm just mumbling, going off on a tangent and nothing's connecting right and it's all messy. But I'm sure I'm sure you have people because if I can be this broken and manage to find a bucket full of souls out there who all are willing to listen and hold me and hug me and whatever else, I'm sure, I'm sure you can. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm, I'm having it worse than, than whoever's listening to this. No, we all deal with our struggles. I'm just saying there's someone out there who's, who's willing to listen and I being one of those people. Once again, I'm going off on a weird ta- tangent. I have no clue where I'm going with this. Anyway, back to my story of what happened Tuesday. After bawling my eyes out over everything in life that has ever happened to me, because that's just how it goes, everything hurts, you decide, let's think about the worst possible memory to think of in this instant of complete horror. So yeah, that's how how that went. I called my sister, Blue came to my rescue, and finally calmed down. Now, that Tuesday was the worst day of my life. This past Tuesday, wanted to kill myself. I hurt myself. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of terrifying thoughts. I went insane and even decided to ca- cut off a bunch of my hair, which is now giving me a somewhat cute little boyish haircut, but I seem to like it. And so do the people in my life, which I appreciate. Now, with my hair, it tends to be one of the things I go to when I'm self-destructing. I've dyed it blue to kind of symbolize the fact that I am blue. Maybe, maybe if I can have the blue outside of my head, outside of my mind, it will leave my mind. Now, I know this isn't true because that's not what happens with hair dye and a bunch of chemicals, but there's always a hope. Now, I cut off a bunch of my hair. I hurt myself by scraping my arm with my own fingernail and slapping an elastic band on my arm as well. Now first thought when you hear this might be, ew, why is she telling us this graphic detail? This is important. This is an important part of the story because me going to the length of hurting myself 
in multiple ways is terrifying. It's awful. I wish I'd never done it. I'm not proud of it. But it just shows when you're in that state, you do anything to feel something. You know happiness is impossible because even when you're not in that state, it's something unachievable or at least feels that way. So you go to pain, which is the easiest thing to cause. Easiest emotion, feeling, whatever you want to call it. It's so easy to, to obtain. So yeah, I hurt myself. And then Wednesday, I'm, I know I'm eight minutes already. I should come to an end. Wednesday was difficult. My first day back in school after the roughest two days of my life. And it felt wrong going back and acting like nothing happened. It was weird because it's something I went through myself alone. And by alone, I mean, really, I was the only one at my house. I was holding my head together so I wouldn't explode, basically. And I'll have all the emotional support in the world, but even going through this, it's always going to feel alone in those moments. So it felt weird to walk through the hallway, everyone just completely normal, and then me, what, what, why is everyone acting so normal? It felt alien to be back in civilization, basically, with a bunch of other people my age and angsty teenagers, basically. I don't know. It felt hard to be with friends, so if any of you are those friends, I'm sorry for ditching you lately, but it's because it's hard to ask for help, and it's hard to make plans because it feels, it feels insane to make plans because it's filling my schedule, and so I feel busy, and then I feel rushed, and anxiety, and all that. I'd love to make plans because it honestly causes the exact opposite of anxiety. It helps me. But to schedule something or to take time out of my day to hang out really concerns my anxious mind, I guess. Um, So I apologize to my friends who still stick by me. I love them and I'm glad they put up with me. (laughs) I'm glad they care. And I know not all of them know how to talk talk to me, know how to answer me when I say, oh yeah, I wanted to kill myself on Tuesday. Because, yeah, it's terrifying to hear. And for all of you, I hope you know, it's something I won't do because I believe, as cheesy as it may be, as I've said, for the thousandth, 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 oh god, the thousandth time. (laughs) I can't because I believe it's quitting and giving up and I'm not one to give up. Even though I sometimes possibly do that in my life, I'm not going to do that in my overall life. And on that note, after 11 minutes of boring you, nagging your ear, and losing probably every person who's thinking of listening to this, I will end that, that note, whatever that note is. Have a good night.
welcome back to another episode of Mirrored Eyes. You'll find that today you might hear some background noises as my life has become so busy this last few weeks that I don't have time to, for example, hand in my assignments on time, post my podcast on Thursday, or even make my podcast without having to multitask. So at the moment, I'm getting ready to go to a doctor's appointment because I have stopped taking my antidepressants, which I believe were making me worse because I got quite suicidal there and I got quite depressed and yeah, if if it wasn't the drugs, then I've got other issues. So today is the day I go and I'm gonna go get a specialist. I'm gonna go talk to the doctor and possibly go back to counseling for the fourth time, I wanna say. Maybe more, I don't know. So yeah, um, that's one way to jump right into a podcast. Uh, not sure if it's the right way or not, but as you can tell, I just don't have the time. So, this last week, um, insanely chaotic, I ran away from home, um, and right now at the moment, I'm actually trying to debate whether I did indeed post my podcast on Thursday, and I'm just going insane because I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore, I can't remember where I'm at, um, so yeah, ran away from home, um, I found out that in my darkest moment, I had a conversation with myself about no longer wanting to do my planned career path, which I've had planned for the past three years. Now, I'm the type of person who needs to have my my whole life planned out, and I know that's probably insane because that's a lot and a lot to think about, probably why I'm anxious, insane, depressed, whatever else. So, I found out, oh, I no longer want to do computer programming, and then I broke down more. Um, and after years of thinking, I go to university for the complete four years and jump right into a career. I'm now debating doing a gap year or part-time university for the first year. Um, And at the same time, I'm still debating computer programming because that was during the breakdown that I thought I didn't like it. So we still have a lot and a lot to think about, which is stressful because university applications are open. Um, Yeah, and I've been working on scholarships and other opportunities and grad council and just everything you can think of. Um, boyfriend, classes, tests, assignments, finals, I'm gonna fail. Um, working my second job because, you know, one job wasn't, wasn't enough. Um, so, my advice. Not that I even deserve to give any because my life is obviously going to shit. Um, (laughs) with all these great opportunities, so I don't want to sound ungrateful, but... My advice is slow down and live. Make every moment a now moment and stop planning for something that's 
forever away, basically. Um, I mean, everything does come faster than you expect it, so have a plan, but don't, don't make it the only option. Don't make it the only thing you're planning on doing. Leave room for, for change, for other possibilities, and breathe, relax, live, um, live, love, laugh. <laughs> There's some more garbage for you. Um, but really, focus on you. I don't, I don't do that enough. Uh, my room is a complete disaster because I don't allow myself any time to clean up my life. Like, my personal life. I don't, like, friendships lately have been going to hell because I don't make time for my friends, which is my bullcrap move of depression. Um, and I'm trying. I'm slowly getting better now that I'm off my drugs. I didn't actually go talk to a doctor about it, I just prescribed it myself, so, um, who knows, maybe I am batshit insane because I'm off my meds. We'll find out. We'll find out. So, I don't know what else to say. I think that's it for this rushed episode, um, as I don't have time, I need to go the doctor and I'll keep you updated have a nice morning which is different because I normally start this at night on a Thursday so have a good day and take care of yourself good night is what I should be saying But instead, I'm gonna say hello, because instead of going to bed, I'm going to let my mind open up. I find that this tends to be one of the worst things I can do, especially late at night. I mean, I know it's only 10 o'clock, but that's pretty late for me, especially after partying from winter formal. Tonight, I don't know what I'm talking about. I just hit record, opened my phone up, and started talking. Or opened my phone, started talking, hit record, then started talking, if you want me to be technical. This past week is probably the best way to start because I tend to talk week by week. Um, This past week I have finally been more alright. After stopping taking fluoxetine, which I found was making me worse, I've had an open mind and more headspace, more focus, more concentration, kind of everything that the drug's supposed to help me with, um, instead of not help me with, um, and I've started a new drug which I can't pronounce for the life of me. I mean, fluoxetine's already pretty hard to say, but this new one's even weirder. I went to winter formal this week and most of the time with my depression and anxiety when I go to anything with lots of people and lots of groups, especially with my multiple groups of friends, I find it impossible for my mind to focus. I worry about, um, 
that I'm being a bad friend and that I'm not seeing this one group enough and I should be with the other group while I'm with another group. So whenever I'm with a friend group, I constantly think that I'm being a bad friend by not being with the other group instead of enjoying that time with that group. And that's generally how it is most of the time, but this past week hasn't been that way and I've been able to focus on being present with my friends. And I honestly think it's mostly unfair to my friends that when I hang out with them, I'm not completely present and I'm not able to be with them, enjoy the moment, and be able to be a part of the group at the time. So over this last week, I've seen improvement and honestly, it's been a breath of fresh air. I'm really hoping it's not just one of my uh, cycles where I have my down moods, my even worse moods, my okay moods, and then a little bit of a glimpse of happiness. Um, So I'll keep you updated on that. Hopefully I improve or stay, (laughs) stay where I am even would be, would be better than, than what I've dealt with. Now, I know no one probably, probably no one listens to these podcasts. I mean, I don't even listen to them myself because how annoyed I get with my own voice. And I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know what my message is. And I'm dead tired at the moment and I'm just blabbling on and making a complete fool of myself. This last week, It's been amazing, and I feel like it's kind of a thank you that I get to give my friends by being able to be happy. I mean, I should view it as a thank you to myself and a gift from the gift or a break from whatever else I was dealing with, but I always focus on the people around me, and I really feel like this has been good for them I mean they might not see it but it's nice to know that I can be there for them what I want to say is is I love the people around me and I don't get to show that enough I'll I'll try I'll give I'll do whatever I can to show it but I think the best way I can truly show it is by being present something I haven't been able to be So, I'm so thankful for these people who've stuck by me, even when I found it's impossible to stick by them. I do my best, I try everything I can, and I want to be, I want to be there for them. So, this new venture or journey or whatever else cheesy I can say is starting with me becoming able, being able to clean up my life and slowly organize it, slowly get back to to being a part of the people around me's lives. I've been able to reconnect with some emotions, something that I I don't know much about. It's been a while without feeling. I mean, when I'm with certain people, I can feel, but then it kind of goes away as you you become alone. Anyway, after 5 minutes and 59 seconds, 
I should stop boring you. Um, also, I'm halfway to falling asleep while recording this and letting this be a 10 minute long recording. Can't hold my eyelids up and my throat's dry. So, on that note, good night and I hope whoever dares listen to this, come again next week. Night. Let's talk. Not everyone knows what to say. Not everyone knows what to do, what it is, how to react, and what to think about it. I have it. I've had it for a long time. And I don't know what it really is. I mean, it varies in so many different ways, and over the course of nine years... I've had different types. I, I'm i not sure if there really is medically different types. I mean, I know there's seasonal affective disorder, which I've had. I know there's social anxiety. There's, there's depression. There's different kinds. But I mean, I've had different kinds in the way that In one day, you can feel an overflow of emotion, and the next day, you can feel absolutely nothing at all. One day, you're leaning on friends because you know you need them, and the next day, you want nothing to do with people, and you want to completely pull away. I've had some days where I've been so sad, I hold on to every moment, hoping that I can live in the moment, and I've had other days hoping I could die. We don't know how to talk about it. We don't know where to find help for it. Some of us do. Some of us know how to ask for help, and that's really the first step. It's devastating, really, to see how little people talk about it. And it's a miracle when people reach out for the help they need. I know it's not Thursday. It's not even Tuesday. So this one's a little early, but my last one was a little late. I find the best thing you can do is put yourself completely into the things you love. Now, this doesn't always have to be the people around you because it really is important for you to learn how to be fine on your own which means finding things that you can do on your own. I draw, I read, I write, I daydream, I sleep, I nap, I watch TV, which probably doesn't really help, probably just distracts me from living, which is basically what what entertainment is for at the moment. But it, it's difficult to actually throw yourself into those activities. I say I do all these things, yet I can't remember the last time I've written. I can't find the motivation to do the things that will help me better myself, because the motivation is one of the things that disappears when you have it. Why am I not saying depression 
Instead, I'm saying it. This is all about depression, isn't it? I should stop saying it instead of what it really is and start saying depression so that we can vocalize the word that people are too afraid to say. It's late, 11 o'clock to be exact, and I don't know what to say to help. I, I wish I could throw myself out there and make it all better. I wish I could hold you. I wish I could tear away any and everything that hurts you. I wish I could be there and just listen. I'll do everything I can. But know that even me doing everything I can might not make it better. It might make it a bit better. I certainly hope it doesn't make it any worse. I love you. I love all of you. I'm here, and I'm here to listen, and I'm here to talk, support, to hold your hand, to be that shoulder for you to cry on, maybe also cry on your shoulder because I tend to be emotional too. But I'm here, and nothing would make me happier to help. Even myself having depression, I don't necessarily know what to say. And it's odd when people tell me that they don't know what to say, because I can't tell them what to say because I don't know. No one, no one knows what to say because depression is different in everyone. Anxiety is different in everyone which means it it has a different way of being talked about and being expressed and needing help. I'll be here and I'll listen, hold your hand, do whatever you need. I'll do my best. And I hope that's enough. Another late night after going to the movies. I I think this is really my own fault at this point. It's another way of self-harm. I choose to stay out late. I choose to stay up late and distract myself from the things I should do. My room's been a mess. I need to clean my bathroom. I need to do my homework, organize my life, organize everything around me. I haven't seen my dad properly in several weeks. I haven't seen my sister properly in several weeks. I don't take the time to do the things I need to anymore. I'm distracted with other things. With the two jobs I take on. With my own lack of focus, I guess. With dreams, tiredness, laziness, and him. How do you not lose yourself in blue eyes? Or as he likes to say, broken glass eyes. I've got married eyes. 
and he's got glass eyes or shattered glass eyes his name is blue or at least that's what I call him and I know this podcast isn't about love but it's the things you love that make you better it's the things you love you can hold on to when you're in the places that you're lost in and it doesn't need to be a significant other but it can be anything you love it doesn't need to be a person it's the emotion that's associated when I think of him my smile reappears and it's something that for such a long time has been so hard to create when I picture his smile it warms my heart and I'll find myself even when I'm with him close to tears with how lucky I am to have him I do the same thing with others too my sister after having moments with her moments that are amazing where we just live and make memories and exist in a moment of time really just focus on each other and get to connect afterwards sometimes I I cry and when I'm in my dark places it's one of the things I long for the most because she's always held the key to my heart before anyone and then there's other things there's family there's pets and there's even activities the reminder of of what they can give you tonight's episode isn't necessarily about love it's late I'm tired I'm mumbling on today I've learned that I actually have at least one or two listeners and maybe more I appreciate anyone listening it's nice to be heard and I hope it's not just for me that maybe it it helps you in a way too and I say you even though I with the hopes that there's more than one person I'm talking to but I want it to sound more personal I want you to feel like I'm truly speaking to who it is who's listening these podcasts are messy my mind's probably messier and my room is probably the messiest I don't know where I'm going with this last last little tidbit but it's unraveling and hopefully the things that are all balled up in my life can too create a clear path Hopefully I can find some motivation to to work at things. Hopefully you don't have these problems, although I know most people do, of not staying organized, following the path they plan on, on following, I guess. It's too late for me to think of fancy words. Pursue, I guess, would have been the one I was looking for. It's... 
it's just living it's learning how to live for yourself with that I'm gonna end thank you to whoever may listen and good night